You're listening to Things That Make You Go Woo. I'm your host, Emily, also known as Emily and Her Stars. I am a professional medium and astrologist. And when I'm not busy helping my clients, I have a passion for learning about the woo. From history to current events, interviews, and monthly energy reports, I hope this podcast makes you go woo too. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Things That Make You Go Woo. I am beyond excited because I have got the wonderful Hannah McIntyre here all the way from England to be on the podcast today. She is a evidential spirit medium and healer and so many things on top of that that we have in common. And we just love chatting and I'm so excited to share her with my audience today. So welcome, Hannah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here. Okay, tell us a little bit about who you are. Where are you? All these things. Um, Well, yeah, I mean, you covered it very well. I'm Hannah. I'm uh, in Kent in the UK, so near Canterbury, which most people have heard of. And um, yeah, I work with the spirit world. My main jam is uh, evidential mediumship, so proving the existence of the spirit world proving the continued existence of the human spirit is my absolute passion but I work with spirit guides as well and like you said teach healing uh so fingers in many pies because it's too fun to just limit yourself to one right okay so let's roll all the way back how did you sort of discover your own personal connection to spirit when did all of this unfold for you well I would love to now tell you a magical story about how I knew that spirit were with me my whole life. And and I just had this amazing calling and it was very magical and like something from a film. But sadly, it, it wasn't like that. But that kind of makes it magical in its own way. I was in my 30s just turned 30, I think, having a really, really tough time, feeling really miserable, having that kind of, I've had my children, but what is this world that we've brought them to? What is the point of this? Everybody sucks, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And my uh, one of my work colleagues brought my grandfather through completely unexpectedly to me while we were actually at work. And it completely just blew my mind because from that moment it wasn't just that I hoped that my grandfather was still around it was that I knew my grandfather was still around and she said to me Hannah come to my group come to my circle you'll love it and I went just because I thought it would be cool I thought, I wonder what they do at this thing. Are they all going to be around a cauldron? Like, what's going to be happening? This sounds fun. In the woods, like what's Yeah, yeah. Do I wear clothes? (laughs) You want me clothed? How do I turn up? You know, do I need a caftan? What's happening here? And I I, uh, rocked up to this lady's living room, which was perfectly ordinary and normal. And in that moment, learned that spirit connection is available to everybody. And yes, there are some people where it's just more natural and they're more open to it, but it's something that anybody can do. And from that moment on, I was hooked um, like a sponge. Uh, I want to learn more, 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 more. And that's really how it started for me. I love, 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 love this because 
the movies right have made it into this magical like our fairy godmother appears with a magic wand and suddenly the gates and the veil is lifted and we know what we're doing and it has nothing to do with that and i also think it's interesting how many women come to this in their 30s yeah 30s and early 40s um it was late 30s for me as well and the same feeling of like what is what's the purpose there's got to be something else please something (laughs) else please something else yes i think because we all think the mediumship journey is external don't we we all start off going i'm going to connect to spirit that's going to fix my life and quickly learn that actually we have to fix ourselves to be able to communicate with spirit but also to fix our own lives and i think you have to be at a certain stage in your unfolding your 30s are lovely because you start to give less I don't want to say cuss words on your podcast, but uh, you start to give less of, of a of a worry about what other people think. Uh, you know, 15-year-old me that cared so much about my external world would never have been able to communicate with spirit because I wasn't even in me properly. So I think that's part of it. What do you think? I would agree. And I think that when it does open up and children and young adults that maybe aren't ready it comes with a whole extra level of anxiety Mm -hmm. and fear in a lot of cases because right you aren't settled into your own self yet and on top of it all now you've got (laughs) all of these extra things being dumped on you and i mean let's not kid ourselves almost every message that comes through is something that is probably good for us as well in some way or another yeah and until you're ready to meet some of those (laughs) skeletons in the closet it's difficult absolutely absolutely and it's even it's even difficult when you think you're ready to meet the skeletons because you go oh you hi (laughs) I thought I dealt with that oh it's back (laughs) I thought I thought we buried that one yeah you're back again (laughs) have you this is just kind of coming up in the spur of the moment have you had what you would consider sort of um a love-hate relationship with mediumship or has it been love the whole way? Oh, definitely love-hate. Oh, it's, it is brutal. It's not for the faint of hearts. Um, I think when I started, I thought that it, the spirit world would show me my aligned path. And when I was on my aligned path, there'd be a pink fluffy cloud, possibly a unicorn, and it would just be <laughs> soft and gentle and coochie and cuddly. And, you know, 12 years in, I think I am now, 12 years in, I can tell you it's just as brutal, if not as more than it than it ever was. Because if you want to step up to do this work, you are putting yourself in a position where you have to deal with your skeletons, you have to deal with your anxieties, you have to deal with your lack of self-belief. And the only way to deal with that stuff is to face it head on. So super ouchy. I call them spiritual slaps when you get the lessons that sting and sting again and you just feel like you've been assaulted. You ask for an upgrade and the universe goes, well, here's what you need to do to get it. And you go, oh, no. No, change my mind thanks yeah yeah so uh yeah I think it is love hate there's there's been I'd love to tell you that I've just skipped along the path and gone I know this is my calling but it's been unicorns and fluffy clouds I get it yeah there's been times when I have sat broken in tears make it stop make it stop I don't want this and once I've got all of that emotion out it always creeps back in it always calls back to me and says hey Come. I 
so appreciate that candid version because I agree. Mediumship has brought me to my knees in tears and I have said, that's it. I'm good. I'm done. Forget it. Mm. And you're right. It creeps back in, in the most ridiculous ways sometimes. (laughs) And it is worth it. I, I love it. And I also know that it's a, it's a journey, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we all start, and I think we have to start with that idea that it's, it's going to get easier or that it's not going to be so hard because if I knew then what I knew that I would have to go through, there's a sentence in there, find it. I would just, I probably wouldn't have done it. I probably wouldn't have thought I was strong enough. And that's why I think when people are searching for readers and readers that they want the their whole path laid out, that's why you will never get your whole path laid out from spirit. Because if you knew everything you had to go through, you wouldn't think you could do it. Exactly. It's only in the doing that you realize how much you've risen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I love all of that. And agree. I just everything about that I'm agreeing with. And also I want to say that anytime mediumship for me has come up as a, like, it's the only path, like you said, like, I'm just going to be a medium, let the other things fall to the side. I realize that it's all the other pieces that bring the enrichment and the joy back into mediumship right? If I don't go down the road and explore the Akashic records or go and explore astrology or these other little nuggets that come along the way, then my mediumship itself falls flat too. And it is not as enjoyable. I need those pauses to, I call it kind of drop back into my muggle human self, Mm -hmm. explore something else, and then allow the wave of mediumship to come back in a way absolutely absolutely and it you know I'm not saying it's always bad it should be fun you need a balance in there um you know sometimes you'll do a reading or a demonstration and you'll come out and you'll be like I'm king of the world and then other times you'll come out and go no it's just I can't never do that again yeah yeah it's the balance (laughs) okay so in your offerings I see that you work with cards and pendulums (laughs) and not every medium is going to admit to that or even really allow themselves to use them what are your feelings about using tools in connection with spirit well they're fun (laughs) so i think the key is you have to be confident in your own abilities without the tools I know that I can read for somebody and I can just open up to their. So I like to use cards with spirit guides. I work with spirit guides. I get information about uh, the person, what they need to be working on. There's always homework (laughs) and stuff like that. And I like to do it with the cards because the cards are fun. Like, just I've been doing a quick mini readings for people this week and they'll ask a question and it's so specific and then the cards will give a specific answer back and you are just like boom shakalaka this is amazing um so we don't need it we don't need them we don't need the pendulum I've got two crystal balls sat over my shoulder I can see winking at me we don't need any of those things but they're fun why would you not want to have that little bit of tangible physical funness and I have seen pendulums when I've been working with pendulums with my students look like they're being pulled by an invisible hand not just back and forth yes knowing moving them 
uh, to pick the right cards for them and things like that. And there's something about that which I think allows spirit to be playful mm-hmm. and allows spirit to go, hey, look what we can do. And it's, yeah. So I know that it's not for everybody. And I do agree that you shouldn't be in a space where you can't work without them because that will hold you back and spirit will hold you to account until you can do it. But also, <laughs> why not? Why not? It is fun. And I think as mediumship has evolved, through time, right? It started when we would gaze into balls or hear knocks on the walls and we needed those things. Mm-hmm. And now we don't necessarily need them, but there's still that physical presence of something that we have no control over, essentially. There's no tangible connection between the two things and us. And yet the messages come anyway through the tools. I love that aspect of it. Yeah, it's and I think the more fun you're having with it, the more fun spirit have with you. And the highest vibration to work with spirit is not necessarily one where you've anointed your third eye chakra with an essential oil and alms and you've only eaten quinoa and been on a fast. Uh, actually, for me, in my experience, the times where you get the biggest stuff from spirit is when you're laughing hysterically, when you're giddy with the amazement of it. And that seems to come when you're using the tools and having the fun. So that's uh, so up. true. <laughs> Love that. And okay, one of the things I love about you too is how many live offerings you have, right? You are always doing things in person and doing in-person demonstrations from supper with a psychic to intimate evenings with Hannah. You have such a busy schedule. So what is it about in-person connections that light you up? I'm just a big show off. (laughs) I just, I can't help it. I, I love being on a stage. I love it. I, I really, as for some people, it's their worst nightmare. Um, and for me, I always thought it was going to be my worst nightmare, which is the interesting thing. So I, I did drama at school and then um, grew up, lost my confidence, tried so hard not to be seen. And it's quite a miraculous transformation that I, I just, I mean, really, I would like to be a drag queen. I would like to be out there with the outfit on and the sequins and the eyelashes. And this is the next best thing. I get to doll up, put my lovely clothes on, put my face on, walk out onto a stage and give messages from spirit, which is my favorite thing to do in the whole world. So I love it most of the time. (laughs) Sometimes it bombs and it's, it's not your best night, but, um, it's there's nothing that quite beats the buzz um the the feeling the energy of it because you've got to be quick you've got to be engaging you've you've got to be funny you've got to be fast you can't stand in front of a room full of people and deliver slow serious mediumship and a lot of people I think when they think of mediumship it's a bit like a funeral home it's all very soft and it's very it's all about death solemn and yeah and for me mediumship is actually about life it's about fun it's about the fact that there's they've still got that personality I mean I did a link recently for somebody and I was saying well she's a bit of a difficult lady and they were saying you can say it and I said she's she's got lots of hard opinions and they were going you can say it and I was like she's very very tough and they went she's a bitch (laughs) 
And I went, well, and we were in this audience, Sajaria, and I went, well, yes, yes, she is. And I don't think that that spirit is still like that, but she knew it was the best evidence to give was to come in, be opinionated and tell them off for not taking care of her grave properly, because that's what she did. And so I think that it's it shows people that they can be another way. You can still miss your loved ones and feel sad about their passing and wish that they were here in the physical. But it's also nice to know that they're the same. They haven't become holy. They don't float around with their angel wings and only speak in proverbs. They're still them. And that is wonderful. Yes. Only (laughs) speak in proverbs. I love that. That they haven't ascended to some level that is unattainable, that we can't have a conversation with them, that they aren't still witnessing the things that are going on. Yes. Do you feel like mediumship in general has moved at all from evidential to more message driven? I think it depends on the medium. Mm hmm. Um, and how they like to work. And I always say you ha- you need to do your research with when you're booking a reading with a medium to make sure they're the, the type that you want. Um, so for me, I'm not going to give you that tick box mediumship. If you come to see me, there will be evidence because I am an evidential mediumship. But it's not going to be, here's your nan. She died of this. She lived here, blah, 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 blah. Because I want to bring them back to life. For a moment that's my passion is the personality the presence the the fun the laughter the memories I don't want to interview your nan about the salient points of her life I want to sit with her while she goes through her scrapbook and shows me all her her best bits and so for some people they just want that that list and that's fine but I'm not the medium for you equally I do do messages but they're not for me the message is the presence the message is I'm okay I mean if you could boil down all of the messages you get it's I see you I love you I'm okay don't worry about stuff so much have a good life I'm with you I see what's happening we're all good yeah Yeah. live it live your life so for me it, it depends but then there are some mediums I've seen who've been amazing who have spent a long time going through the message and it's been an amazing thing to watch. So I think it depends. I love that. One of the things we share that I think is so awesome is sort of this no-nonsense approach to mediumship and being a stickler in some ways for operating ethically and morally. Mm-hmm. What do you think, is there a difference between mediumship in the UK and the States at all? Oh, that's an interesting question. I I don't know. I can only really tell you the UK perspective. Um, I'm not as hot on American mediums as I perhaps need to be. Um, I think there is crossover. Uh, there is a, a rise in the UK of mediums that actually, for the most part, don't seem to be doing the work. Um, they have chat rooms. They have they have hotlines that you can call and they do a lot of social media presentation and stuff like that but it's all very meaningless it's not really working with spirit it's putting on a nice show and that for me as you know grinds my gear stick because it it is misleading and 
I think there's a worry that it will, someone might be just on the edge of finding spirit and all of the wonderful stuff that that can bring and see those people and say, well, I knew it was all a load of cobblers and be, um, and we'll lose them. So there's definitely, I hope, uh, a shift coming. It feels like it is. It feels like it's bringing up into people's awareness. And I hope that it is. It, I do think people should be paid for for mediumship. I do think that's important. Um, it it's too much to be a professional medium and try and work a job as as, as well. And it's just you have to expect to pay for it. People for people's time and people's expertise. I've spent a fortune on getting to the standard that I'm at, um, and I do think I should be paid for it. But there's a difference between paying for it and this share like call my hotline sales mediumship that I see rising. Interesting. We did, I haven't seen the call in and that sort of thing here yet. I can imagine it's probably coming. We've had such an increase in scams, of course, on Instagram, everybody and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok, all of them, you know, someone will duplicate your account and ask for money and oh the divine and yeah. <laughs> they have such specific words they use but i'm amazed at how many people fall for it and I had a lady contact me because she bought me a mobile phone voucher and she wanted to know when she was getting her reading she left a bad review on my page and i was like why would i ask you to buy me a mobile phone voucher yeah. And and a gift gaff mobile phone voucher. Why would why would you why would I do that? And she just it took her a long time to realize it really wasn't me. I do wish that there was more support for what we do mm-hmm. within online communities because we are really left to hang out and dry essentially with mm-hmm. anything meta related in particular. And for me it's made me be really conscious about what I even put out how much am I willing to share, but also feeling the need to then inform and educate my audience, which in some ways could be an all day, every day aspect. At some point they have to take responsibility too. And while the overwhelming increase I feel is happening, like mediumship has gone from something that no one talked about and was completely fake to being on television Mm -hmm. to now having development groups and really being an open conversation almost anywhere. I, when I remember first coming out of the mediumship closet, I was kind of terrified. You know, you go through this moment of people are going to think I'm off my rock or I'm completely lost it. But I also feel like it's more accepting now than it's ever been, Mm -hmm. which is exciting. And of course brings the predators. So it's a it's going to be an interesting balance to see where this really plays out within the next 20 years because there's so much more freedom and accessibility than ever before. Mm-hmm. But will the scammers win out yet again or will we be able to defend what we do as a real experience and a real tangible career and aspect of spirituality that needs to be embraced fully and not hidden in the shadows yet again. 
I think it's also that kind of there's this disempowering. I think people with mediumship spirituality are particularly vulnerable because there's all sorts of scams running all the time. If I see one more person share a motorhome that they had an overload of stock of, yes, of course, that business is giving away a 200 grand motorhome rather than selling it because they accidentally ordered one extra. Of course they are. Like there's an accountability generally people need to stop and think. But I think there's something with mediumship that we all buy in. And I think it comes from the media and our idea of what mediumship is. That if our loved ones really want to get hold of us, they will they will do the work. And I don't think that's how mediumship works. I mean, obviously, my grandfather came through so they can. But also sometimes if you just want a message for for your from your loved one, book a reading. Yeah. Don't wait for you to be DM to be told that you're special or chosen, because if everybody does that, it's not possible. And so I think there's a vulnerability that comes that scammers can play on because yeah. people are almost waiting, waiting for their loved ones in the spirit world. But the spirit world works on free will and choice. They're not going to do that to you unless it unless it's the right time it was pretty desperate times for me so they had to kind of step in but generally speaking they don't they let you choose and so I think it, that's the problem I think it's why it's so particularly difficult I think that's a great perspective we expect it to be this gigantic showmanship of spirit coming in the clouds will part there'll be a triple rainbow the unicorn will dance across and you will know today is the day that grandma has a message yeah Yeah. (laughs) exactly and also the funny thing is a lot of the stuff that we're always worried about and focused about is the little stuff you know your grandma's not going to worry about your job promotion because she knows that next week you're going to find the perfect job for you and apply for it and get it it's not in her it's not in her focus so you're there going oh this job I hate this job will I ever get out of this job what's going to happen with this job grandma if you're there can you help it's not big news to them because they know it's all sorted so I think it's yeah it's hard and it's hard and I feel for people who fall for it desperately yeah Definitely, definitely. Okay, you have such an awesome podcast. I listen to every episode. And there are so many fun things you're doing in the UK. Can you tell the listeners a little bit more about what you offer and what you do? Oh, thank you. Um, So I have a podcast called Mediumship Matters. And I started that because of the misinformation that was being shared in the UK. Uh, And I always say, we always think our anger uh, is bad and we try and heal it away. And actually sometimes it gets stuff done. And I was peed off with some mediums and the stuff that they were doing. And it really, it wouldn't leave. I was furious with some of the stuff. I saw a a well-known medium in the UK do a post where they said that loved ones in the spirit world are drawn to the energy of shares and if you want your loved one to come through you need to make sure you share to as many groups as possible to to build a gateway and I was raging and um I thought I need to do something about this so I thought I'll just do this podcast hardly anyone will listen and uh there we are. So yeah, mediumship matters. And then um, you can check out my website, hannahmedium.co.uk um, and see a little bit about all the stuff I'm up to because yeah, you're right. There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 
Also, I think something beautiful that I haven't seen in a lot of other aspects of spirituality where we really do turn around and pull up the next person behind us and say, no, you can do this too. It's not elitist. This isn't something that you know you have to be chosen to do. You can make these connections. And I always tell my my sitters, my hope is that when I leave, you feel like you have that connection on your own. You don't have to rely on me. And I appreciate that you do mentoring and encouraging of others to embrace their own intuition and develop their gifts because, yeah, I think that's an important aspect that some bigger mediums can leave out of the way. Absolutely. Um, I don't think I'm special. And I mean, I'm special in many, many ways, as you know, Emily, so I don't think my gifts are special. Yeah. Um, and it's the, the idea of calling them a gift, it just implies that I've got something you haven't got, that I've been gifted this by the spirit world because they went, oh, Hannah, she's awesome. Let's give us something that most people haven't got. They have stars were aligned on the yeah. right way. Yes, yes. This is it. that one there. Oh, she can have it. But you, you can't because you were born on the Tuesday. So sorry, no spirit connection for you. Um, And so it just that isn't the spirit world that I know and love. Uh, And I think it's really empowering to know that. And also, that's why I am kind of proud of my story, because there's so many mediums perpetuating that I became aware of spirit when I was a child. And I'm sure some of them did, but I don't think all of them did. And there's nothing wrong with saying, actually, I worked really, really bloody hard. The reason why I can do this is because I have dedicated myself to my development and the spirit world for 10 years, not because it was gifted to me, not because I sat in a circle and ummed, not because I'm special, but because I bloody work for it. That's right. Ah. Uh. <laughs> okay, I have two questions that I ask all of my guests. And so this first one is what is your favorite woo object and why? Oh my goodness. Um my favorite woo object, it would have to be Morpheus my crystal ball, although I feel like I'm leaving Andromeda out, but it's <laughs> it's Morpheus. He was my first. Um and he's labradorite, he lights up, he's rather fancy. Uh, he's got a very showboaty kind of energy. He likes uh, he likes to be working, um, and you can feel that. And when I first saw him online, sorry, I'm such a chatterbox and take up all your time. But when I saw him online, um, I'd been told in a circle that I was going to get a crystal ball, and my mind immediately went to a clear glass crystal right. ball, traditional. And then uh, my, a friend of mine, who's not even spiritual shared a picture of him and I went oh my god that's my crystal ball that's my one messaged the owner of the shop how much is your crystal ball and went oh that's not my crystal ball that's no <laughs> clearly no, I was mistaken no sorry I'm out <laughs> and um I couldn't stop thinking about him I just could not stop and um I had what a uh, smashable money jar that I'd just been putting pound coins in for a few years hadn't really thought about it and I kept thinking and I kept thinking and my guides came in and they said to me just contact the owner of the shop and ask them if they will take a deposit 
and then let you pay it off and just take it off sale because I just kept waking up in the night thinking someone's going to buy him someone's going to buy him so I did that and I paid it off over six months and then one day spirit said crack open your money box and I went no there's not enough money in there and they said crack it open it was exact (laughs) so I paid off the balance and then it turned out that the lady that owned the shop lived 15 minutes from my door she hand delivered it she was a medium too and we ended up demonstrating together for two years before she moved away Wow! and became great friends so it was just such a magical thing I love that we have not had a crystal ball so that makes it even better do you use him I do. I love uh, that. I do readings with him um, on occasion. Uh, he's rather marvellous. Um, so you will just see, it's very much when I worked crystal ball symbology. So you'll see something in there, um, a shape, uh, a picture, an image. And then you. I ask my spirit guides to tell me what the meaning and the message behind that that is. Will you share a picture of Morpheus with us? Of course. Uh, I would, would love, love that. I think yeah. that is so, so cool. I I always love digging into the history about why we do things. Like where did the origin of the crystal ball come from? And why do we cover our heads with veils and that sort of thing? You know, all the energetics behind it. So I'm fascinated with that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that. you're very knowledgeable with stuff like that. I love it. I just float around in whatever land I'm in and go, all right. <laughs> I always have to dig into the whys. I love questions. it though. That's what makes your podcast so fascinating. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay, here's the next one for you. You've passed from this realm, and someone here wants to call your energy back to connect with you. How do they do it? Like, do I'm they? There. They don't right. have a choice. <laughs> I, I, I'm there. I'm omnipresent. I love it. I'm in everything. I'm loud and chatty. They're asking me to leave. I, I, they're like, Hannah, please, just please. a break. And I'm like, no, have I told you about this? Let's sing karaoke. What are you doing now? Why are you doing that? Is that a good idea? And have you cleaned your teeth? Have you drunk enough water today? And, and they just want a break. Um, but aside from that, yeah, no, I'm just there. <laughs> I can't imagine anyone needing to call me in. Sometimes people will say, you know, I'd like the smell of fresh cut grass and I'm there or like put a pastry out and I'll be there in a minute. (laughs) All right. Put some RuPaul on, uh, get out some lipstick and I'm your girl. Um, Yeah. Badly wrap some um, amazing wrap on a karaoke machine and I've arrived through the portal. I'm terribly sad we live so far apart because yes, way too much fun. (laughs) Hannah, thank you for being here today. Thank you for sharing your story and for, yeah, just going down the twisty windy path of what it's like to be a medium these days. I think it gets glossed over sometimes and I appreciate that you bring the reality back to it. And thank you for sharing all of that today. And I'll be sure to put how everyone can find you in the show notes, all your exciting upcoming events. I really hope if you're in England, you'll go and have supper with a psychic because that's probably my favorite offering I've ever heard of. (laughs) Yeah. 
I know I get to eat at those too. It's just win-win. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I've loved being a part of this. Thank you. We'll have you back again soon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Things That Make You Go Woo. You can help me out by leaving a positive rating and a review wherever you downloaded this episode. Be sure and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Emily and Her Stars. You can also reach out via email anytime, emilyandherstars at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Things That Make You Go Woo.